30 seconds to Mars front man, Jared Leto. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., the football player, Miles Teller. Uh, Mark Davis, we got to look at him and Robert Kraft, NFL owners. Oh, that's right. We made a joke about the uh, We did. The full Action release. Bronson. Yeah, Action <laughs> Bronson. Oh, and, uh, and uh, Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah, Chappelle yeah. was there. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many of them told uh, Connor to break a leg before his fight. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome to the Pretty Meat Podcast, the MMA podcast that respects your distance. So how did you feel about last week's episode? <laughs> We're going to call it the lost tapes. We're going to call lost it tapes. <laughs> so for, if you are listening and you know what we're talking about, you didn't get an episode last week. We recorded one. You didn't get one. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's hundred percent. Correct. That's hundred percent. Correct. Yeah. It will be, um, it would have been more appropriate if it had been a podcast devoted to the beloved NBA team, the Clippers. We, that's an audio engineering joke for oh, all of our audio engineers. Hey, <laughs> hey, do you know why they're called the Clippers? Why are they called the Clippers? Because they used to be in San Diego before they were in Los Angeles. San Diego, of course, famous for the military clipper ships. Clipper ships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You learn, something, for you learn something new every day. You are welcome for that. Yeah, you could say you could say that last week's episode's audio went the way of Conor McGregor's fibia tibia. <laughs> was that That's fair? Rough. That's pretty fair. It was. It's a very. It's a very. You know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, <laughs> Dom. And uh, yeah, you, you know, the Lord gaveth me a trip out to. To see you in person for the first California. time in years. For the first time in years, you and Ryan, who's going to be mm-hmm. joining us. Correct. Uh, and, and my G's, it was great to see you, but fuck everything technically wrong could, could happen, could happen. Well, I'll say this. <laughs> One, it was great to see you. Two, last week's episode was brought to, to everyone, except but also to no one. By Proper 12, which is sitting behind me there. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, I can. It was a phenomenal episode. It was a good episode. And we're just going to have to know it instead of telling everyone, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's... Well, when we have a following... <laughs> when, when other people listen to this show... That's right. And in, 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 we are 100 episodes in, and... We'll run it. And and there's a reason for us to have a Patreon. Then we'll put yes. it on Patreon. Yes, that way correct. people can pay to have their ears bleed. This just shirt like Conor off. McGregor. <laughs> this shirt, yeah. This shirt shows off my tattoos nicely. 
That's why I got it for you. You know, frankly, if if I was looking for a shirt like this, where could I find one? The pretty neat podcast. The pretty com. neat podcast. It's the <laughs> it's the podcast that is at least one of the podcasts called the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yes, yes. Ours yeah. is the prettiest and the neatest, though. Uh, Accurate. And it also has the best stuff on it because it's MMA stuff. Mm-hmm. And MMA is awesome, especially so, last week. I want to wait for Ryan to talk about the main event. Yeah. Um. Let's 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 go backwards. How was your your trip home? How was the flight? Uh, I don't know because I was asleep. It was All right. great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I uh, it, I popped a Xanax and I don't remember takeoff. <laughs> what's the What's the Drake lyric? I did half a Xan thirteen hours till I land. <laughs> Something like that. There we go. All right, so tell me about Jorge Masvidal playing in the Celebrity All-Star Game. You're talking about the baseball All-Star Game? Yeah, well, uh-huh. Ryan, Ryan's going to be joining us momentarily, which is very exciting. Now, this is the Red 5 himself, is that correct? Yeah, this is Red 5 himself. I have only seen every Star Wars movie roughly 11,000 times, and I did not catch that reference the very first time because I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> but we're happy to have him. Hell yeah, we're happy to have Red he 5. He played the role of gracious host for UFC 264. Hell yeah, he did. Welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast, Mr. Ryan. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Fuck yeah, oh. we can. How's my, clear we how's can. my audio quality? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds tremendous. It does. It sounds beautiful. You're, you're more than welcome to use video if you want. You don't have to. No pressure. <laughs> I'm terribly <laughs> self-conscious about my image. That's no, good. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, no, I'm, 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 you know, partially exposed. Oh, Not yeah. much to be indecent. Dude, pa- we should change the name of this show to Partially Exposed. <laughs> I mean, at just... the very least, it could be your sideband's name. <laughs> that, all right, so, oh, yeah. And, and like, you, they could play our guest in. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this week, joining us. On the pretty neat podcast, Ryan Delzite, uh, partially exposed, will be playing in his intro music. <laughs> Give it up for the for partially exposed. Then we go over and there's the the like quintessential guy in the top hat and the sunglasses. Yeah, and you yeah. absolutely know that I'm gonna make a track and throw it in there, right? <laughs> maybe we maybe we get the guy from the roots to play the drums or something. See, that's what I was thinking. Is do you have a drummer frontman? Well, so from, I mean, I mean, if we're gonna tie it back to 264 and many other UFC events, my guy Travis Barker was there, so I bet he'd do it. He doesn't have anything going on, right? <laughs> he's just like <laughs> he's just like the most famous drummer in the world. I bet he'll do it. He'll do a drum solo for our show. <laughs> When the fuck did he start dating uh, Courtney hey. Cox? Or not Courtney Cox. Uh, Courtney Cox. God <laughs> damn. That would be hilarious. Uh, Courtney. Uh, Courtney Kardashian. Yeah. So you know what's funny? My mom. So I'm a huge Travis Barker fan. That's not a joke. And uh, my mom told me about that. And I was like, fuck. Because the Kardashians <laughs> have ruined a lot of NBA guys, careers and lives. Two. Um, Two, right? Ch- Counting, shout out, counting on shout two. out, shout out Lamar Odom. Yes, um, crack does a body good. 
Yeah, sure, sure <laughs> does. The Jenners, though, Kendall Jenner has been linked to a couple of big name players, and they're still doing good. So, uh, whatever. It hasn't been that long. Maybe six weeks, eight weeks. Huh. Okay. I guess they were. I guess they were neighbors in Calabasas and decided, hey, I have all these tattoos, and you're the hottest of the three of you. So, is that your is that your take that that Courtney is the hottest of the three? Of of her and the the one who isn't the supermodel, yes. Uh, well, are we talking about the Jenners and the Kardashians or no, just the Kardashians? No, 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 just the Kardashians. Because <laughs> Kendall Jenner is the hottest one, but she's the one that was put together by science, right? Uh, I she believe was that's all of them. She was I believe that's all of them. A but six yes, billion dollar woman, <laughs> probably, probably. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, there was a well. We're off was, to a rolling start. Anyway, <laughs> Travis was, Barker, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast, please. I agree. Do a drum solo for us. Uh, was was Travis Barker your favorite celebrity sighting at UFC 264? Because it was filled. No, no, it was not my favorite. What was but your I'm not, favorite? I'm not going to say until one of you says it. Donald Trump. It's absolutely <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> And how fucking wild is it? Let's just be honest. Political views aside, I'm not a supporter. Didn't vote for him. Thank All you. three of us watched every single fight on that card from start to finish together in the same room, staring at the same TV. Yes. Mm-hmm. They did not show him. No, no. How- they, they actually made mention of that. He never was directly shot Yeah. on, on, uh, on camera. And you saw who he walked into the T-Mobile arena with, right? No. Dana White. Dana White. Side by side. Well, so they're, they're buds. Yeah. 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 I'm not surprised about that part. The surprising part is that they didn't show him, even though he was walking in with Dana White. And so my my take on that is how dystopian is it that the guy who was president 100, <laughs> 112 days ago or whatever the fuck it's been won't even be shown on a pay-per-view? Like, yeah, we're doing great here in America. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I, I don't we're even We're doing have- better than Haiti. That we're doing um, better than Haiti and, and Cuba. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Well, you know what? I think Dana White actually had mentioned that he wanted it to be we're two buddies watching fights together, and not he, they did not want him to be like a thing to look at. You know, they didn't want to sure. highlight it. Sure, but I'm they sure wanted to say that afterwards. I'm sure. Yeah, and you know what? Irony of ironies. That's probably true. I'm sure they didn't send him celebrity comp tickets. Like he's not a guy because the, who were the other celebrities? So Travis Barker and the Kardashian right next to them, Megan Fox and machine gun Kelly. And then who else did we see? Right. (laughs) My dad thought that machine gun Kelly was a cute girl. (laughs) Dude, he, he kind of is a cute girl. (laughs) He does, uh, he does play a pink guitar. <laughs> he does play a pink guitar. I don't. You know what? I I don't care what anybody says. His last album was great. Uh, also produced by Travis Barker. Uh, you said the cast of Always Sunny was there. They were two separate yeah, shots. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Nelk Boys were there. YouTube sensations. Who else did we see? Let's see. Uh, oh my! I'm. I actually had to bring up a list. I mean, Steve O was there. As Steve O was there. Yeah. 45 minutes before the first early prelim, they said. Yep. Jared Leto was there. Jared the Leto was there, who also looks like a cute girl. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, he did today. He I did feel it. like I feel like there's one we're missing. Was was there not a famous boxer there? There were many UFC fighters, of course. Was there not a a, a boxer? Uh, I thought we got a boxer sighting. Could be wrong. You know what? Megan Fox was probably the oh, one that's uh, Justin Bieber. Well, yeah, Biebs. yeah, the Biebs. He's he's very very famous. I th- I think that Megan Fox. The thing that stood out to me was that I don't think I've seen her in like ten years. Addison Ray was there. I don't know who that uh, is. Yeah, who's Addison Ray? She's the the TikTok girl. Kit Harrington was there. It says. Game oh, of John Jon Snow. John yeah. Snow himself. Um, we couldn't see him because he's five foot two. Mel, Gib- <laughs> Mel Gibson apparently. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, it was a, It would have been yeah. a good good. Thirty card. seconds to Mars front man Jared Leto. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. the football player Miles Teller. Uh, Mark Davis. We got to look at him and Robert Kraft, NFL owners. Oh, that's right. We made a joke about the. Uh, we did. The full Action release. Bronson. Yeah, Action <laughs> Bronson. Oh, and uh, and uh, Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, Chappelle yeah. was there. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many of them told uh, Connor to break a leg before his fight. <laughs> Are we going to do it now? Why not? Last week's audio was, yeah, was akin to a broken tibia. I already made that joke. You did. Um, yeah. Ryan, thank you for hosting us. It was yeah. so great to watch every single bout together at your home. Like normal people. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> It was a it was a good night of good fights. So we started off with Zalgas Zumalgulov, Zumalgulov, and Jerome <laughs> Rivera, which I feel like was that that was the standing that was like, the standing Anaconda choke, choke yeah. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Brad Tavares in a decision against Akhmadov. Did we have controversy over that, or did we think Tavares won? I thought it was clear. I, okay. I think we the only controversy, if if there was some controversy around that, was that there was that it was a split. We were uh, all kind of like, yes. why is this split again? See, but I th- I feel like I thought Akhmadov won the first round, but I I could be wrong. Um, sure. After that, we had Jessica I and Jennifer Maya. Mm-hmm. And and Jessica I. <laughs> aptly named yeah she developed a third one on the middle yeah. of her face yeah she did that's right the cut yeah vagina on her forehead yep <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> i'm not i'm not going anywhere near that joke but okay any uh, thoughts on that one like because uh, i mean well, yeah, I do, and I want to get Ryan's take. What does it mean for Jessica I in the next up to lose to Valentina sweepstakes that she is sort of perpetually competing in? It, it means it means absolutely nothing. It's literally zero at this point That's in right. time. There is there's nothing to be said other than I hope that Tatiana Suarez can show something in her next fight and then immediately be given a title shot because there's nobody else I want to see Valentina fight other than Amanda Nunez, you yeah, know, for a potential yeah, third right? bout. Right. So 
longtime listeners of the show will know that we have at many junctions. Yeah, thank you for the smile. Have at many, at many junctures talked about how in those women's divisions, you could be, you know, the number one contender or 15th and it doesn't really matter. Um, you yeah. guys were talking about Suarez during the fights. I would love to hear some more of that right now. Cause I am, I, as I said on Saturday, I was not familiar with her. Yeah. She's a, she was a highly touted prospect. You know, she was chosen to be on the Olympic, uh, uh, women's Olympic team. Yep. And during a routine medical, you know, they found out that she had elevated levels of white blood cells, which eventually led to a cancer designation or di- yes. diagnosis long bout, you know, then she decided she's going to go full-time MMA. Um, not sure what her amateur record was, but I mean, she made a splash when she debuted in the UFC, just dominating people. Yeah. Her amateur record was just two wins. And then she had three exhibitions, which she won. And then her pro record is a no couple of very local to us, Ryan fights right there. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, look, look at, at that. that. She won a ton yeah. of fights in San Jacinto, California. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, 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 I would say shout out San Jacinto, California, but fuck that. No, nobody shouts them. <laughs> yeah, nobody no. from San Jacinto needs to come on the Brady podcast. <laughs> so, okay, Carla Esparza, there's a name I recognize. Nina Ansaroff, there's another name I recognize. So, you guys well, think she has a shot at beating Valentina? Well, she's got to beat Roxanne Mataferi first, which she will. I mean, you uh, got to be real that even though Roxanne has an incredible amount of MMA experience, Tatiana is an expert wrestler she, and grappler who learned and adapted and added MMA to her skill set. Like she's just, it's going to be way too much. She's she was be on the much. Poirier Pettis card. Yeah. The sort of, oh, Anthony Pettis is back, except when you fight Dustin Poirier card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've yep. got some hot Dustin Poirier takes coming for you guys pretty soon. Oh, we're ready. Yeah, stuff you guys have not heard for sure before. But, before. Uh, but yeah, I'm on the I'm on the Suarez train. How about you, Ryan? Totally, 100%. The only thing I'm concerned about is injury history, to be quite honest. She had a pretty severe neck injury that has kept her out, I think, the last two years. That's mm-hmm. fucking insane, right? Yeah. And neck injuries tend to get worse, not better. So she's so physical and her style is 100% ground and pound, right? Mm -hmm. Physically dominates you, take you down and then smash you with elbows. And that kind of lends itself to a lot of head neck pressure, right? Up on the ground, up against the cage, um, grappling, underhooks, you know, I, I definitely think that she probably has a very small window in terms of being ultra competitive but in that small window, I think off the top of my head, she is the closest person to Valentina that we currently have in 125, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. I can't even think of anybody else that's going to be a close a close second. Mm-hmm. Well, you, go ahead. I was going to say, like, the, the Ryan Hall fight, uh, this weekend kind of showed how like specialists are, are starting to have an issue in the UFC. Uh, Tatiana is kind of a ground and pound specialist, but I would put yeah. her up there in like the Khabib level. She's like a Herbib. Like she really does put whoever it is against the fence and destroy them. 
and she's really good at it. You you took the question right from me. Is this can a specialist beat the bullet? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the question could just be can anyone? And do I want to watch a bunch of these poor girls try? Of course I do. But mm. man, if 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 anyone can at least make it interesting and we can get three fights, you know, she's 30, right? She's 30 and a half, I guess. She, mm-hmm. It seems like women can sustain maybe a, a pace that men can't once they get on that side of 30. I, I could be wrong, except for heavyweights. But... Hey, we'll see with Misha mm-hmm. in a week. Misha's coming back at 33, 34. No, to, uh, it's this tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's this weekend. I can't yeah. believe I'm so used to recording on yeah. Monday. We're, we're a Friday show now, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh all right. Gosh. I'm definitely interested. When does she fight next? Suarez? Uh, she fights on this upcoming card. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, uh, love, I got to find out now. Oh, my. On Saturday? Oh, I don't think it's Saturday. Uh, 17th? Let's see. I, I have it pulled up. Oh, you do? Uh, on the Makachev card. She is not on it. No, she's not. No, she's not. Uh, she is booked. Well, you guys figure. Well, you guys figure that out. I'm going to refill my drink. Don't go. Ah, UFC 266, which has a number of fights to talk about now. So I guess this is not signed. But this is also older. Oh, that's the Volkanovsky card. And then Shevchenko most likely destroying Lord Murphy. That is also the return of Nick Diaz. Oh, yes. So, and he's going to fight Robbie fucking Lawler. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, we're taking, we're taking this fight from 2007 and we're transporting it to 2021. <laughs> it's great. I can't wait, and it's a it's a it's a rematch too. Who won the first fight? Uh, let me look. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was Robbie Lawler. Uh, what am I doing? Sure don't. Ah, Nick Diaz won by KO in the second round. Steve Mazzagatti. <laughs> what happened to Steve Mazzagatti? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's still doing stuff. Not from the UFC. No. Oh man, that that card was so good. What I don't well, Don. I don't care if Dom catches up here. I want to talk about Drickus Duplacy, and I'm just gonna say his name because I don't don't understand where all of this shit came from in social, in MMA social media, Twitter, and the MMA Twitterverse, etc. All the podcasts. Nobody can say his name. I it, find it to be very easy. Well, hindsight being twenty twenty, after you hear it a couple of times, you're like, oh, yeah, totally. It's South African and French. No big Drick- deal. <laughs> yeah, Drickus Duplessis. Hey, yeah, Drickus. <laughs> but like, he, he yelled it for everybody. Yeah, like, I don't understand how somebody is going to mispronounce this like Drickus Duplessis. Like, it, I just don't see that. Um, but he knocked out Trevin Giles, and I thought Trevin Giles was was going to win that fight. I gotta say, 
He was until he wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he definitely looked good. He had that nice karate style, all uh Michael Venom page, uh, until the hands being down uh, at your waist for somebody who throws straight punches is going to catch up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And he did catch up. That was a heck of a punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom, while you were gone, we we didn't really talk about much. You didn't miss too much. We were we were just chatting <laughs> about Drigus Duplessis. Yes, a little bit. So, what's next for him? What, who's his next fight? Hmm. Let's bring him up. Middleweight he's, is he's, um, middleweight is another one. You're you're the number one contender. You're fifteenth. Who cares? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, I would love to get your opinion on maybe the only UFC fighter we didn't talk about on Saturday. Okay. Talk to me about Darren Till. Darren Till, uh, he's a he's a man of many faces, and uh, <laughs> of late, of late, I am of the mind that he may be experiencing some emotional turmoil. Uh, sure seems that way. <laughs> And I am I am concerned, right? He he was on a rocket ship. Uh, the UFC was like, okay, we have the night next Michael Bisping. Let's go ahead and turn him into a legitimate contender and put him in there against a title shot. Which uh, I don't think he's just been ever to live up to the hype. Is that is that because he's just not as talented as they thought he would be? Uh, possibly, right? He's a traditional kickboxer. Doesn't display too much of a ground game and can get caught being tentative, which somebody who's going to push the pace on him because he's a natural wait-and-see, kind of a counter-striker. Um, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little of two minds. I love the way that he talks shit and the way that he mm-hmm. talks shit on social media. It's fantastic. He's got a great personality for it. However, he doesn't seem to be backing it up with his actions. So in that regard, you know, it's just, it's just fun, but I don't see him doing anything until he kind of recommits and shows us that he can go on a couple of fight win streak and put himself back into contention. Derek Brunson is who he is fighting on the fourth on UFC fight night. Do you think that'll do it? I think he would probably need at least another win after that. And Derek Brunson's going to play the safe game. He's going to play to get him up against the cage and then get him on the ground, which when could you, lead itself you, to be boring fight. When you say do it, do you mean if he wins, get a shot at Stylebender? I think that's Aaron, what I mean. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. If he does he put himself back in title contention with beating just Derek Brunson, or so, does he need one more? So I'm of the opinion that the UFC is two things, right? It's a fighting promotion that is a very serious combat sports outlet. But it also exists to sell pay-per-views, right? <laughs> in the, in, this is a super deep cut that only the three of us are going to get. In the words of Rita Skeeter, the Daily Profit exists to sell itself, right? So Dana White said on, on uh, Saturday night that the pay-per-views are still the UFC's bread and butter. That they're not they're not in any way, shape, or form looking to getting rid of them anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And we all know that uh, 
six weeks of trash talk between Adesanya and Darren Till leading up to a pay-per-view, book it because now you've got, you've at least got one of your big, you know, 11 or 12 a year pay-per-views figured out as far as the main fight goes. So what we really think the only guy on this list for me, you could make a better argument for as far as having a shot at Stylebender would would be either Whitaker or Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson? Yeah. Yeah. And frankly, if Darren Till beats Derek Brunson, why the fuck not? What else are we going to, it's Till's not going to win, but against Stylebender, but well, since we're in middleweight, which is where Marcus, which is why we're talking mm-hmm. about Darren Till, if you're if you're listening, yeah, and Marcus, and that's where Marcus Duplessis is. Mm-hmm. Let's bring up the Drickus Duplessis says the guy who says who could mess that name up. <laughs> well, Marcus is better. Uh, Marcus Duplessis is a is a is like his evil twin or something. <laughs> uh, well, I have uh, a couple of things. I think that. I think that Drickus could be looking at somebody in the top 15 mm-hmm. for Even sure. Kevin Holland. You think Kevin Holland? Yeah. Why not? Okay. He doesn't turn down any fights. <laughs> I was going to say maybe Kevin Holland versus Drickus might be. Uh... That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that'd be good. I'm into that. Holland yeah. needs a win. Drickus could really improve his stock by getting a win in that fight. Yeah. I don't understand why Drickus is not ranked and Holland is. Like Holland had some had some big poppy wins, but I don't understand why it shot him up the rankings. I don't know. That's me just mm-hmm. blathering. That's the level of it. competition for sure. Same with yeah. Edmund Shabazian, right? Mm-hmm. His last fight, right? He lost. And I think he got knocked out. Um, but he's fighting higher level competition. Sean Strickland, that's a that's a good name. He had a nice win. Um, I think yeah. he's being in t- he's in talks with the, for somebody in the top fifteen upcoming. But really, Darren Till, the most memorable thing I can remember about Darren Till of late is when he trolled Marvin Vittori and put a side by side picture of him and Sloth from the Goonies <laughs> at the weigh ins, and it was epic. I mean, that is epic. <laughs> he definitely won that fucking fight. <laughs> he wins every fight on social media. Yes. I I am a big fan of tattoos, right? I love them. Yeah. Um, I'm going under the needle tomorrow. Woo. He, he has a neck tattoo of a face. And <laughs> here's the deal. Neck tattoos are only cool if your whole neck and body are tattooed. You can't just have one sticking there. It's it's weird. Figure that out, Darren Till. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what? I can't think that. No, no, after... no. It's 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 appropriate. It's appropriate. You can't have an island just on your neck, right? One solo tattoo on your neck. Uh, it makes no sense. No, it's just a bullseye. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> whatever we the very first episode of this show i talked all about how Jorge masvidal had to have the bmf belt taken from him and how the belt itself is fucking stupid so i'll say it don't get your girlfriend's face tattooed on your neck <laughs> or, don't do it or lips 
or lips or, lips. or whatever. <laughs> I, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I've talked to many tattoo artists who won't even take work like that. Like they will, they would rather just not have the money. So, <laughs> right, because they they have self respect. Yeah, and they like, respect their craft. Like their their portfolio is everybody that they have inked walking around. So people ask, right? Like, hey, who did that shitty face on your neck? <laughs> I'm definitely not going to that guy. Anyway. Speaking of sticking to your craft, <laughs> shout out, shout out, tattoo artist <laughs> Ryan Hall stuck to his craft. Mm-hmm. What did you think about his uh, his uh, fominari rolls and his iminari rolls, mm-hmm. and then his uh, slow rolls, and then his eyes rolling back into his head? <laughs> Well, after I heard that, he said he broke his hand after he threw his first punch. It made a lot more sense as to what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Did it? I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Argue that because I... I... <laughs> so so while we were watching a, a short argument, not a debate, I don't want to say argument, broke out about what an Imanari role actually is. And I was pretty sure that what Ryan Hall was doing wouldn't be considered one. But but then I was like, wait, do I not know what an Imanari roll is? Like, because <laughs> I have only tried them in drills. I can't do it. Like, my body doesn't really move that way. And so I'm like, maybe that's just like the S tier version of it or something. Shout out game night. <laughs> and then I think it was DC. He was like, that's almost like an Imanari roll. I'm like, oh, okay. I feel better about my shitty jujitsu skills now because i at least know that that's not a textbook one but uh i think and aaron you said earlier specialists are having trouble i think that's what this was he he can blame it on the broken hand all he wants that weird you don't you don't go into a fight with all due respect ryan and decide oh i'm gonna do this weird half imanari roll turn my front shoulder give them my front shoulder and half of my back and then roll that way and try to hook their (laughs) arm slash leg on a whim right you might throw a calf kick on a whim but you don't do that on a whim so i don't buy that it was because his hand was broken uh and i i just does the specialist thing work anymore well i think that we just talked about that you have to be top of the food chain the best at what you do for it to be successful against top level competition which is what we're talking about i mean because the thing is go ahead I was going to say, because of that win, Ilya is now top 15. He's ranked number 15. Yeah, for sure. Rightfully so. But we saw another specialist uh, not look that good against Gilbert Burns. So, and if there was one specialty you could make the argument for, it would be kickboxing, right? Because that distance, that spacing, what do you, what do, you do with it? The, you know, uh, knockout power. Wonderboy didn't look that good. I didn't think so. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if the specialist thing works. I think you have to actually be like a a mixed martial artist. I really do. Or at least one, or at least have like really really solid MMA as your safety net to your super specialty. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of people that fit that that bill pretty well. Charles uh, Charles Oliveira. 
Charles Oliveira. Yeah, that, yeah, there's a good one right there. Is he's a he's a jujitsu guy. You know, he's a jujitsu practitioner. Submits, but people. he knocked out Michael Chandler. But he knocked out the knockout guy, and he mm-hmm. can knock people out, and mm-hmm. he and he'll go that route, and he wins decisions. He can really kind of outpoint people, and out he he knows the facets of the game, and I do think that the there's going to be those little splashes in the pan where somebody is so good at their specialty that they will rise up the ranks. Yes. But once their, once their hole is found, it's found, you know, exactly. The top cut guys will figure it out. And Connor's in that boat now too. We talked about, will Connor become an I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think Connor's in that boat. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be it. And I'm not gonna take the path you probably think I'm gonna take with him, but I wouldn't say he's a a specialist that has been figured out. I don't know that that's the right way to say it. Okay. Okay. But we'll get there. Sure. Can we? (laughs) And I'll just I'll just say it. Ryan, (laughs) from the other side of the island in your kitchen you said something about michelle perea perea that then didn't happen would you mind <laughs> would you mind going over that for me uh were we talking about a front flip or were we talking <laughs> well, about a cage kick you talked about how he he has openly said he's going to try to be more disciplined yes i did say that um and he <laughs> well he said he was, it you you mentioned it yeah I did say that about him saying that, and he did admit that in the last couple of fights, he's been more focused on being disciplined. Right. However, there's also been a lot of talk leading up to the fight that if anybody is going to make somebody go back to their old crazy ass habits, it's going to be Nico Price because Mm -hmm. the guy is just going to push you back into what you're doing. And I think they talked about on the fight, or you may have mentioned it as well, that you you fall to the level of your training, right? Mm-hmm. If you sink to the level of your sink training, to the yes. level of your training Absolutely. that is the phrase. And he gets into these habits of, I'm just going to do this wild shit. I'm going to put my foot yep. up against the cage. I'm going to throw a Superman punch. I'm going to mm-hmm. try these crazy bursts of athleticism and take you out with one punch as opposed to staying the course, which is what he's trying to do. But, you know, Nico Price put too much pressure on him. And in the third round, you could see it where he was wearing the shit, wearing the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment in time where I thought maybe he could end the fight because he was so gassed, yeah. but it just never happened. Yeah. It was kind of interesting at the end of the fight. I mean, it was very clear, clear that Michelle won the first two rounds, but that Nico annihilated in that third round. So it was one of those things where you knew Michelle was going to win and like seeing the surprise on Nico's face at the end of the fight when he had lost was kind of like, dude, where were you the rest of the fucking fight? <laughs> Well, he did. But, you remember he did that in the the Don, uh, the Donald the Donald Cerrone fight as well, and that one was a majority draw, and they both had like what? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. I can't believe it! Like, dude, you, <laughs> yeah. you turned it yeah. on the last in the last round. What did you expect? Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry if someone successfully flip kicks you while you're on the ground, and they and then you that person who tried that ridiculous move in a fuck on a fucking pay-per-view card doesn't lose the fight. You have to lose. (laughs) It's like, it's like there was a, there was a LeBron James had a dunk on a, on a guy from I think Sacramento early, early last year. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that guy has to give LeBron his house now. 
Like that's, you can't, I'm sorry, but there are just some things there's no coming back from. And the fact that someone felt comfortable enough to try to like do a front flip or back flip, whatever it was, kick into you while you were on the ground is I, I can't look past it. If I'm a judge, I'm just handing in my card right then. Like it doesn't even fucking matter. It's, that's over. It's over. I've seen enough. That's why I look forward to his fights. So when he talks about being disciplined, mm-hmm. I hope he's not talking about controlling that shit. Because that's why I want to watch him. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's the it's the uh, the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. That the wild card. Yeah. Even if that front flip axe kicked thing had resulted in a head stomp and a DQ, that would have been fucking incredible to see. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's where the line between wanting to see the sport and wanting to be entertained is crossed for me. That's where that line is. Yep. <laughs> hmm. What'd you think of Max Griffin versus Carlos Condit, Dom? I thought... I forgot it was on this card. Yeah, so I thought Max Griffin looked fine. I... Here's the, I was 100% sober. I had only water. I don't remember it, which I think is telling. What about you, Ryan? Because I, I, I'm serious. I didn't even remember this was on this card. It, was it that unforgettable of performance from both of them? I mean, it was uh, it's fairly one-sided. Um, I picked Carlos Condit to win. And as soon as the first round was over, I was like, well... This is not going very well because he's just throwing one punch at a time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and Max Griffin speaking was just of, putting the pace on him. Speaking of rough DraftKings, right? <laughs> yep, that was a rough DraftKings right there. Mm-hmm. I thought Condit was going to do well in this fight too. I mean, I know Max Griffin is aggressive as fuck and wasn't going to back down. But Condit used to be a more of a counter puncher, if I remember correctly. Um and that's how he assassinated people is he caught them, mm-hmm. you know, and he was never really in any position to catch anyone. It didn't seem like it to me. He was just sort of throwing here and there, like Ryan said, one punch at a time. And, mm-hmm. and, and then, he, but he also wasn't waiting for anything. It was very, I don't know. He was just there. It was kind of, he was almost checked out. Yeah, I think people got caught up in the fact that he won his last fight. They're like, oh, he's back. And we forget that he's been doing this for well over 10 years, and yeah. he's been in so many fights that I think Joe Rogan said it once before, like, you got about 10 years before the amount if you're of, lucky. if you're lucky. If you're a yeah. super consistent, high-level fighter, at about the 10-year mark of being a professional – I mean, think the the wheels are going to start to fall off, yeah. um, unless you're living a super clean lifestyle, which not a lot of fighters do, right? That's they're fucking fighters, so they're going to get crazy when they're not in training camp. Um, yeah, well, see, so I would actually push back on that a little bit. I think anybody in the top ten to fifteen in any weight class, like a guy like Kevin Holland. I mean, but I don't know what Kevin Holland's lifestyle is like, but his is sort of bravado would argue with this, but I think, I think we, and we've talked about this on the show before. I think a lot of these guys are starting to realize the, the commitment that it takes and that the margin at the top, Max Kellerman said it is razor thin. 
So they have to be locked in. We talked about it when we talked about tough. Like it's kind of boring because they don't sit around and get drunk. Like their their cheat night is like they put some extra sauce on their chicken. Like like these guys are starting to see that you you have to be mm-hmm. at a specific level because I promise you, Kamaru Usman is not going wild in the club. He's just not doing it, right? And I mean. Man, you got a long fucking night ahead of you if he's the other guy in the cage. So I, I think that, and this is actually some of what I'm going to talk about with Connor kind of in a different way. I think they're starting to figure out that you have to be that dedicated. And the difference in UFC slash boxing slash MMA is guys don't really come back, right? So in baseball, basketball, football, guys might have a, an off year because of an injury. And then the next year we're like, oh, they're back. This is so great but it doesn't work that way in fighting because it's head trauma. You know what I mean? You're not trying to hit a ball. It's head trauma. So. <laughs> and that's why we know. want Stipe to retire. And that is why we want Stipe to, and DC, frankly. <laughs> well, that's why we're glad DC did retire. Good Lord. He had a rough night. Yeah. His commentary on Saturday. Uh, who we, we love you, but my God. Yeah. He he needs to he needs to work on fully cooking the mashed potatoes up there before he gets on the <laughs> mic again, because that was it was rough, man. There was some clumps. There was some clumpy mashed potatoes getting spewed and, out. And we say that with all respect and knowing that he has forgotten more about fighting than the three of us will ever know combined times fifty. So <laughs> that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, you know who knows that much for a surprisingly young age. Sugar Sean. Uh-huh. Uh, he set all sorts of fucking records on yeah. Saturday. Uh, I think it was like most significant strikes thrown by a single fighter in a single bantamweight fight. Probably Biggest most landed strike. or highest percentage. Anyway. Yeah, highest percentage landed, mm-hmm. highest strike differential. Uh, I think Chris Boutinho actually had the lowest number of strikes thrown, <laughs> significant strikes landed in that mm-hmm. fight. Um, I don't know how Sean isn't. I didn't agree with you, Dom, fully. What that, that Sean O'Malley needed to be ranked before going this fight. into the fight. Going yeah. into this okay. fight, I didn't necessarily agree with that. Like I thought Sean was a really talented, young, charismatic fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, but he's a, also like twenty-seven. He's not that young. He's not that young. Yeah, I realized that he had a. If he was, if he was, I'm sorry to cut you off. If he was twenty-one, we would be. I would have my pants off right now, but I, I don't. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't have any pants left. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> um, but holy shit, man! I he put on a hell of a display. He never mm-hmm. looked like he was in any danger. Uh. And Chris Moutinho is a punching bag, a human punching bag. Uh, I would never, ever want to bump into him or get on his wrong side in the street. Uh, that's for sure. I think he's just got to lose his hair. And I look forward to seeing his next few fights. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan, because I'm going to fucking level Chris Moutinho. Yeah, he was employing the the homer simpson strategy from boxing <laughs> in that episode where he just stood there and mm-hmm. uh was hoping that sean would tire himself out himself out to the point of exhaustion where he could maybe take full mount 
and land some crushing blows, but obviously that did not work. And I think it was a mercy that eventually Herb Dean stepped in and prevented maybe the eradication of the last five years of his life. <laughs> that is, here's the thing. That's funny, but it's not an exaggeration. I don't think that so was a fucking farce. I'm sorry, but, and look, I, okay, fine. Disclaimers. Sean O'Malley, I would have liked to see. And, and I, if, if the UFC's website is up to date, I'm looking at it. it he is not in the top 15. And I guess he shouldn't be because he should have put him away in the first round. If the first round was 15 seconds longer, he would have. Second mm-hmm. disclaimer, we can praise Chris Moutinho's toughness all we want. What I saw was a guy get hit in the face repeatedly for damn near 15 minutes. <laughs> and I, I think, I'm going to be honest, it's worse for the sport than something like Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley. Because what we saw is a a fighter who is dedicated to his craft and a, and a very, very skilled striker slash mixed martial artist in Sean O'Malley just, just hit him wherever he wanted at will nonstop. We again, we can praise Mutino's air quotes, toughness. We can say, Oh, look at the heart he has. No, no, no. At the end of the first round, he had to be guided by both arms back to his corner. Herb Dean should have stopped it right there. He got the, fuck beat out of him and just because he didn't fall down we're pretending that this was some sort of heroic no stop it what are you talking about he that was that was as much i'm sorry that was as much like the the if you run this simulation a hundred times there's one of these times where he doesn't fall over 45 seconds into the fight and it just so happened that there was this one you put him in there with rob font with that jab and see what happens to him this is this is ludicrous that we're like, oh, Chris Matino, no. And, and it was happening on the commentary and the crowd was into it because Americans like to watch people get punched. Shout out the war in the Middle East for 20 years. What the fuck? This Come is on the pretty neat podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is it was so aggressively bad. I can't even tell you. I don't even have a better way to say it. The legend himself, Cliff, was like, yeah, at 30, he's going to be getting coloring books for Christmas. And that's what it was. That was that was a joke. And and the people who say that was an early stoppage, what are you what were you watching? I think, Aaron, I think it was you. You were like, well, it's some amount, you know, an amount of unanswered significant strikes. I was like, Aaron, that number is 200. That would be the equivalent. That's the equivalent of an NBA team losing by 131 points. What are we talking about? Well, there's no forfeiting in the NBA. Just because he didn't fall over, we're going to call it a bad stoppage. And nobody, well, maybe not nobody, I don't know. But certainly nobody on this show is harder on the refs than me. Herb Dean should have stopped it after the first round. Mm-hmm. Chris Moutinho had no I'm surprised the Nevada State Athletic Commission let him in the cage I guess his professional slash semi-amateur whatever record okay fine but what I could get punched like that for, for that payday like what are we even talking about this is this is a joke I would I am more interested by Sean O'Malley's mostly incoherent call out of multiple fighters that are allegedly <laughs> ducking him uh cody garbrandt he called out Mm -hmm. 
Peter Yan, did he say? He mentioned yeah. Peter Yan. Mm-hmm. And the one we didn't understand, like, uh, enunciatically, is that a word? <laughs> I have an English degree. In, in, he didn't enunciate very well, was Rob Font. Mm-hmm. I think Sean O'Malley has got to fight one of those guys next, right? Uh, I was thinking, I liked his call out of Cruz. I actually think that Cruz mm-hmm. is an interesting matchup where he's kind of facing a mirror almost. Uh, I think that, I think that would be you a think very, so? not, not, not entirely. Like I think that Dominic Cruz has better, better movement, but Dominic Cruz is older. He's slower. Uh, and I don't, he's ranked number nine still. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that, I don't think anybody above that is, is sugar should be fighting that. I just don't, I don't see. Okay. That. What do you think, Ryan? Dom's good. Uh, obviously, I mean, let's uh, let's call out the elephant in the room. The, the UFC rankings are dog shit. Um, yes. The fact, yes. The fact that Cody Stamen is ranked above uh, Sean O'Malley and Cody Stamen, what have you done for me lately? Kyler, Kyler Phillips? Phillips. Who the yeah, fuck are come you? Come on, Jimmy Rivera. <laughs> What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> I agree. It's they're, they're dog shit. So I mean, if we're we're basing it off of this, um, I, I think if you looked at the rankings right now, mm-hmm. uh, a fight with Cody Sanhagen would be competitive. Rob Font, I don't know how that would go because dudes from Boston. I'll tell you. I'll tough. tell you. Probably not well. <laughs> probably not well. Jose Aldo, yeah, Jose Aldo, that would be cool. Cody Garbrandt, mm-hmm. he's so much taller than him, and Cody Garbrandt, uh, I love that guy. He's got. An awesome neck tattoo. I love Cody. <laughs> One of my favorites. Rumor mill, so, he's going down weight. So he, not he wants rumor to go mill. One twenty-five. Not rumor mill. He says he's doing it. I heard okay. it from his mouth. Okay, he's going flyweight. What do you, What do you guys make of that? Uh, if you can do it and you're not super sucked out, he could easily get a title shot after one fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like him against Joe Ben. I actually think that Joseph Benavidez would be a nice nice welcome into flyweight and we'd really get an idea of where uh of where garbrandt might be mm-hmm. in that weight class against joe ben because joe he's just got he's so well-rounded that that it would really cut he'd have to showcase a little bit of everything so we're just nice. gonna we're just pretending is that what we're doing we're pretending yeah you guys you guys like to pretend Sometimes. yeah sure the fight is obvious it's brandon marina <laughs> What are we talking about? I'm going down. Well, I'm fighting Brandon Moreno. Immediate, yeah. Immediate title T- shot. Aaron's favorite fighter, TJ Dillashaw, did it. Cody Garbrandt's coming off a loss. Although, was Cejudo's belt up in that fight? No, I think yeah. it was Dillashaw's bantamweight that wasn't. One of their belts was not up in that fight. I don't remember. When he went down to 125, he was fighting Suhudo for the, the 125 belt. He was trying to go double champ. Dillashaw was. Yeah, Dillashaw. Yeah. But his belt was not up. No. Because Suhudo no. didn't take it. No, Suhudo moved up. Didn't he move up after that? Mm-hmm. No, Suhudo went down. No, Suhudo was the 125. He was the guy who beat Mighty Mouse. 
No, sorry, Dillashaw went down. Dillashaw His went belt down. was not up. Cejudo's was. Yes. Yes. Shout out Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there is. Okay, I, I will. I'm going to add one one exception here. I do think Frankie Edgar versus Sugar Sean would be fun. It would, and it would have been even more competitive like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Frankie is, I love him, man. Solid, mm-hmm. solid human being. Uh, mm-hmm. I would be concerned. <laughs> I would be I concerned would be, on the feet. That's, for who? For, for Frankie, one hundred percent. That's why I like it. Frankie's ranked seventh, and and there's some concern. I I, I think I like that. I like that fact. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. maybe so the, maybe the fight is Garbrandt, Brandon Moreno, and we all know it. <laughs> and and frankly, I want it three times, maybe five. So I can see who wins three of them. I think I think Garbrandt will have uh will go on a tear in flyweight. I do. We'll see. Cejudo looked like emaciated, or or Cejudo, what the fuck? Dillashaw looked emaciated. Sure. And also had to had to you know get a little extra help to get there. Cody said uh, during the fight that he during on Saturday night. Well, he was he was on a companion show. Um, one, he drinks his coffee with sugar free vanilla, which I thought was funny. And two, uh, that he's going to 125. And my thought would be he's not doing that unless Dana has given him the option of a title fight. So you think so? I, I, I think so. But I, again, what the fuck do I know? I think, I think Cody might be pretty clearly nothing. So I, I think could, he... I'm probably very wrong. I think he wants fresh competition. I think he has a crisis of competence. You think so? He's in the in bantamweight. That yeah. he's just not. He's not. He's not sure he can face anyone else. Uh, if 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 I were in that position and looking at the competition around him, knowing what his results have been in three of the last four fights, then I'd be like, well, can I make one twenty five? really who's going to be my main competition can i dominate uh for him i know his main goal is he wants to be a champion again uh he Mm -hmm. wants to say that he's the best of this specific division um is that counter counterintuitive to what i just said about looking for lesser competition (laughs) yes because if you're going to be the champion you want to fight the best of the best you think brandon moreno is lesser competition no the division in, in as a whole not not uh not 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 the top of the heap but yeah 125 yeah you're like who's uh who's outside of yeah exactly (laughs) alex perez hey there's there's a guy with three (laughs) names in there at number seven if you want yeah whatever francis yeah yeah sure okay (laughs) brandon moreno is my favorite north american so who cares (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Well, speaking of Mexican-born fighters, oh, well, hang on. Do we like Cody against Brandon? No, because no. again, the UFC has to sell. You, you guys pick Brandon in that fight? Yeah, I pick Brandon in that fight. See, that's that is one of the matchups of fighters. I am a huge fan of both of them, so I don't know where. Really? What do you mean? Re- you don't you you feel like? I I don't think Cody would have a shot at all. <laughs> Real no shot. I don't. I really don't. I I don't. I see Brandon. 
I mean, aside from being a little longer, I Brandon has looked so sharp in every aspect, and Cody has not looked sharp in any aspect, including where he's supposed to, except for once in that last five-round fight. Cody, you're saying? Yeah. But here's the thing. we And we talked about this. He showed way more poise than he's shown. Mm-hmm. And he got super jabbed <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for the whole fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Cody... I think Cody has that that closeout power. I think I don't I mean I'm sure Moreno would be the betting favorite rightfully so. You have to take the title to win it. Um I think we've seen See you know what's weird is I think if Cody was fighting Aljamain Sterling right now I'd pick Cody and I think most people would. I probably would too. Against Aljo, uh I might. Yeah. And what do you think, Ryan? No. 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 So Sterling is only the title because he took a knee to the face while his knee was on the ground. I don't know that I'd pick Cody against Peter Yan or Corey Sandhagen. I think I would pick him against Dillashaw, Aaron's favorite fighter. But <laughs> <laughs> I've just decided I'm committing to that bit. I, I, don't, I don't know where it came from. I'm just doing it. I I think – I see, I struggle, right? Like I literally put money on my guy Shohei Otani, my 27-year-old adopted Japanese son. I adopted him at – the age of 24 from japan i've never been happier is the best move i've ever made but mm-hmm. he did um, really well over the at the all-star game well i bet on him I, I put actual vegas money on him to win the home run derby even though the favorite almost never wins that event but mm-hmm. i did it because i listen man i've sat through a lot of losing angels baseball since 2002 and <laughs> mike trout's hurt so i have him and <laughs> I had to put money on him. I with Cody, I have trouble separating like the emotional side of it. I don't know what it is, but I would I, probably pick him against Brandon Moreno. I got to see him fight at flyweight first. I, I got to see fair. that. Yeah, but we were talking about Mexican-born fighters, and I want to talk about Irene Adana. Me too. And there's a couple of things worth talking about. She missed weight. She won. She looked dominant. Dana didn't know she missed weight. Dana did not know she missed weight. And that was funny because she he was like getting ready to cut her a check for 75 G's. Can I be honest? She lost it. If I had Dana's job, I also would not have known she missed weight. Probably not. Because as Aaron can attest, that is my management style. (laughs) (laughs) the less i know the better ignorance is bliss here's the thing is it immediately pressing for my job today it's not then i guess we'll figure it out later how does how do you think irene does it uh bantamweight now where is she uh what (laughs) come on there don't, she is. Don't do this. What are she you talking she about? Is. Well, the thing is, she just lost prior to that to Holly Holm. And how the there hell is, is Aspen Ladd ranked number three? Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll tell you because it doesn't matter. There is <laughs> there is precisely one guaranteed victory on the entire UFC roster right now. Do you guys know who it is? You got a feeling. 
<laughs> Who yeah, is I'm it? not going to say it. I'm going to make one of you say it. Amanda Nunes. It's Amanda Nunes. It's a it put the ha- put the entire farm on it right now. She will and look, I guess people thought that about Ronda Rousey. Amanda Nunes is is from is from a different planet. What are we even talking about? This is how does she do against Irene Aldana? She knocks her the fuck out inside of two minutes. What are you talking about? I could see that. Yeah, because that's what she does to everyone. Mm-hmm. Where is speaking of, where is who did uh Megan Anderson? Why don't I see Megan Anderson's name on here? Because she's not in the UFC anymore. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah, because that's what Amanda Nunes does when you fight her. You have to leave the UFC. The only there's one human being on earth I want to see Amanda Nunes in a cage with, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, are you speaking of your favorite American? Kayla yes. Harrison? Yes. <laughs> I am speaking of my favorite American, Kayla Harrison, who will who has failed a USADA test she wasn't even given. Let's be real, but. I want to see it, and you want to see it, and you want to see it, and frankly, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. I do want to see it. I, I don't want to live fight. in an America where I can't see that. I'll say that. <laughs> you you talked about how Amanda Nunes uh, puts people out of the UFC. Uh, Greg Hardy has now uh, an interesting stat. Greg Hardy has not beat an active UFC heavyweight at all there's not a single person in the ufc that he has beat now Ooh, that is still in the a, ufc that's a, that's a fun stat everyone he beats gets cut <laughs> mm-hmm. you ready for another harry potter reference sure when two of us hit him that's like what happens when uh, you make eye contact indirectly with the basilisk from Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> he was he, he he went like pre-Riga Mortis. You're saying he, he got petrified. He got pet <laughs> yes, I am. He got petrified. Shout out, here you go. Shout out Chamber of Secrets. It's the worst, but it's still the best. We all know it. <laughs> he was he was that was one of those moments where it, he looked like he ran into a wall at full speed. It was fantastic. I thought his crow cup leg almost as well. I was I was getting a little bit cringy when he started falling backwards. But Taito Vas is my actual favorite fighter now. Really? Yep. 100%. Okay. Yep. I just it's also it's because I don't like Greg Hardy very much. No. Not <laughs> not a great guy. Not a great guy. I hate the fact that he was just making fun of how fat Derek Lewis is all week instead of how fat Ty is. Because then maybe it would have demonstrated some focus. Oh my god, do you know what Derek Lewis would have done to Greg Hardy? <laughs> uh, almost wish he would have won so that we could have had a hope of seeing that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. that would have been really, really nice. Oh my what? god, I would love to see that. What the fuck even? Uh, but I'm so happy that Ty Tuavasa did what he did. And I, I think the Shoey stuff is fun. Shoey with uh, Dustin Poirier hot sauce. How about that? <laughs> That was disgusting. Oh my god! And he, the fact that he didn't see it either made it so much worse. It's super slick. And I have I have been staring at a bottle of Poirier's Louisiana hot sauce in my Amazon cart for like five days, and I feel like I have to buy it. But we'll get there. Um, 
where does this put Tuavasa in the heavyweight rankings? Well, let's find out. Well, he's not in the top 15, but should he be? Oh, that's a good Again, question. man, this is this is one of those divisions that after six, it is kind of like what are we what are we really doing? Mm-hmm. I guess Walt Harris is in there. Big fan of Walt Harris, but it just doesn't seem like he can win fights anymore. You know what? Tight Tuavasa already fought um who I was thinking he should fight next, I think. Oh, maybe not. Um, Ty to Ivanz. Uh, I want to see Ty fight uh, Tanner Bosner. Okay. Yeah, I want to see Bosner fight uh, Ty. Uh, uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out, El Padrino Tequila. Um, <laughs> Tanner Bosner is the Canadian Ben Rothwell. That's the name I was looking for. Yeah. Let's. Okay, I would prefer to see Tuavasa in there with a ranked heavyweight. I want to see Tanner in there with a ranked heavyweight. Give him Volkov. Who cares? Give him Volkov. Make the the fight. Alexander Volkov. Really want to set him up that fight? Set him up that high? Sure. Okay. Have they fought already? Uh... No, I'm sure they have. No, but he's actually long fought most of the other people in there. Meh, I'm into it. I will always watch heavyweights bang. I I I found it interesting. A lot of discussion lately about Greg Hardy is like, where's he now? Because he's is he just like a heavyweight you put on any card just so that there's some heavyweights on the card? Like somebody's gonna go to sleep in the fight. You gotta, you gotta have heavyweights on the card. I think it's imperative. He's just that guy now. You just throw him in when you need one. Yeah, definitely not main card though. Never on a pay per view no. again. No, never. No. You imagine he was? They were third billing on a pay, on a Conor McGregor pay per view. That, that. <laughs> you know what? That's a sobering take. <laughs> yeah. It actually, it really, really is. That is fucking wild. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's two fair. unranked heavyweights. <laughs> hey, it was fucking enjoyable. I gotta say that they knew that no matter they knew that no matter who was going to win that fight, that it was going to be a fantastic finish, and it was. It was a very fantastic finish. I enjoyed it. It was. I think right before it started, you said, what are the odds this last a minute? Mm -hmm. And I think it went, what, six seconds over? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think two of us. Heavyweight is a fun division because you have fights like that. And then you have guys who are legit martial artists, title contenders like our future champion, Cyril Gone. Ryan, let me get your take on Cyril Gone, Francis Ngannou, because the other one is kind of fake. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I, I'm a big fan of Cyril Gon's talent. You too. Uh, agile, fast. Yeah. Uh, in and out, right? He can play and distance. Big, right? And, and big. huge. Yeah, yeah. It's like 240, 245. Obviously, Francis is mm-hmm. cutting to 265. And yes. the man will, will put you to sleep if he can yes. land something. However, 
doesn't show a lot of technique. Uh, he's nope. more of the bull rush kind of guy. Yep. Push you up against the cage and then look better against Stipe the second time though. Sure did. Sure did. Excellent point. He was much more disciplined. And may I make another point before you continue? Yes. He capitalized in the second fight on a Stipe mistake. Now, I, I do not labor under the delusion that Stipe was winning that fight to that point. He wasn't. But Stipe thought he had hurt him and rushed him, and Francis went, very cool, eat this, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, and plus Francis you, you can't. showed a little more technique there, is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, it was an excellent counter. However, I don't think you could – rush somebody like francis even if you did potentially have him hurt because any type of counter hook straight punch if he connects it's it's done it's it's over so cyril gone has the talent and the style more than that to actually make that a very compelling fight because he could hurt them and then show the discipline to come in and measure his shots and keep himself at range where he yeah. can do the most damage. I also think Cyril is probably the only guy in the division who can beat Francis on points. You think so? I do. Who else can do it at this point? Uh, oh, yeah. Good question. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, Volkov and Ghana would be kind of an interesting fight because I don't know if Francis has fought a guy that tall. but. I would imagine he would, <laughs> he would figure it out. And I think you know, C- Cyril Gon versus Derek Lewis is going to be really telling about how he can slip and move. Is he going to be able to get away from strict power? Cyril Gon? Yeah. And if he is, because I think he will be able to, I don't think Derek is going to win. I would love if he did. Yeah. We're not, boy, we're, not, but... we're not doing our official picks, but Ryan, no. who do you have, Gon or Derek Lewis? Uh, Gon. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, definitely gone. So, like, I mean, if he is really, if he can go into the Lewis fight and be and come out untouched, then Francis is in trouble. Because if you're going to go in there against somebody whose wins, whose path to victory and only path to victory is touching you, and he's able to avoid that, then then Francis has problems. Yeah. Yeah, I man, this is a this is an interesting one. I think Cyril beats Derek Lewis probably on points. I don't think he finishes him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very fun. I'm excited about making picks for that. So let's let's reserve our heavyweight talk for when we got a heavyweight episode. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. It's still weird. You you know, Ryan, you're not here every week, but of course you're welcome anytime. What what do you think of them taking the belt from Francis the way they have? <laughs> it, it's illogical um, because they've had other precedents where they've gone longer and not stripped anybody of their belt. Uh, yeah. It's just a, honestly, it seems like a desperate action to try and force somebody into a sooner fight. And he stuck his ground, and they they had to follow through with their with with whatever they were threatening to do, which yeah. was taking the belt. Um, it's fucking stupid, uh, to be quite honest. I I don't agree with it. Uh, I don't have any power to change that. So, 
he'll fight for it again. He is still the champion in my mind. And that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Yeah. My mind too. We are in alignment there. So you would not pick two of us that would be Cyril Gunn or Derek Lewis or Francis right now? No. Neither. I might pick him against Derek Lewis. Mm, no, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. The Derek Lewis thing, I'm going to be honest. This is not going to be a popular take. I, I'm kind of done with it. No. Yeah, I'm done with he it. He can't be done with it if he wins. Francis, though, is an interesting counter to the do specialist still work thing because it sure seems like that specialty works hey he looked so good in his ground game though with stipe last time that that he might be coming less of a specialist and more of a pretty well-rounded beast uh so well-rounded to me implies like ground game i don't i don't think francis's ground game is even close he can get up now <laughs> he can get up, but I don't know. I don't know. You want to do it? You want to do the what? What happens with John Jones thing? No. Does he ever? Here we go. John Jones, ready? Ryan, are you a gambler? Uh, yeah. Okay. John Jones over under one and a half more UFC fights. Over. Over. Okay. I didn't give you odds, payout odds. It's over. Doesn't matter. Okay. No, it doesn't matter. You think he fights at least two more times, Aaron? What do you think? John Jones. Yeah, yeah. Two more if he wins the first one. Two more if he wins the first one. So you're saying if he loses his next fight, he's done? Yep. Oh, I doubt that very much. I don't. I, I don't. Mm. I would go over too, but I would feel weird about it. Really? Yeah. Why would you feel weird about it? Because I, I. It's like I've said. I don't think he's ducking anyone, but I think he sees what Connor has done and says, "Well, I haven't even made close to that amount of money, so I need to, I need to really leverage the UFC a little bit," which is not how Connor made his money. But mm-hmm. does John Jones know that? I really don't know. No. I can see that though. I can see where you're coming from in that he's he's wanting to be a Connor, but he doesn't have the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, or talent that Connor McGregor has. <laughs> all of my that yeah. all of that is accurate. Mm-hmm. The right people will get that reference, mm-hmm. but I don't want to drag it out too long. Ha <laughs> Anyway. Let's talk about Gilbert Burns and Stephen Thompson. Do we have to? No. No, we can't. Uh, hey, we talked about the specialist era. You know, maybe. I Forget that talk. I just think Gilbert Burns had a puzzle in front of him, and he solved it. And I think it just shows that he's got an amazing fight IQ and deserves to be in the top. Uh, mm-hmm. Do I think he should get a rematch with Usman after Covington? Not. I don't. Of course not. I don't necessarily think that yet. Um, but I think Stephen Thompson needs to look at what he's going to do next, and I don't think middleweight is the right choice for him. Ooh. 
So I'm not really sure what Stephen Thompson should do Wait, right now. Middleweight would be going up for him, correct? Yeah. He can't go up, and I don't think he can go down. You don't think he can go up? You don't think he would be competitive at middleweight? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, against who? Against against uh, Uriah Hall? Sure. <laughs> He's he's too he's he doesn't have the frame to be a middleweight. He's mm-hmm. he's thirty seven. Okay. He's thirty seven. That's the kicker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's flesh it out, right? If he if he was really decided, you know what? There's uh, there's no more. There's no more future for me at welterweight. I'm going to go up to middleweight, uh, but I want to do it the right way. I want to put on the weight. Uh, slowly keep it on, not be unhealthy. That's going to take a year. No, what, 10 pounds? At least 10 pounds. 10, 10 legitimate pounds of muscle. Is of, of muscle, if we're going to play that bullshit game, is. <laughs> hey, and it would be 15. Is, is 24 months. And it, this, would be, and it would be 15 pounds up. The UFC doesn't have this issue the way other sports do, but other sports will post a picture of like an NBA player or uh, basketball teams will post a picture of an NBA player and be like, oh, he's put on 10 pounds of muscle in six months. Talk to any actual bodybuilder. No, they do. It's not possible. The human body doesn't work that way. And and like you said, his frame, Stephen Thompson is not yeah. cut out for anything. He's a, he's a textbook welterweight. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately like as with so many other guys in sports through all in in all of history he unfortunately like it was just wrong bad timing for him is really the way i'll say it right like he never he was always just a, a a clip or two not as good as the guys in front of him yeah, I think that uh, while while you were talking about that, just looking at the welterweight rankings and kind of what do you do with Stephen Thompson if he doesn't move, I think Santiago Ponzinibbio. That's uh that's where I'm leaning. Number thirteen, just won. Uh, finally, right, just came back from, just got a win back. That'd be that'd be a good fight for Stephen Thompson. But Gilbert Burns, I guess we have to wait and see what happens. Maybe Leon Edwards. Does that happen? For Wonder Boy, Leon Edwards, Gilbert Burns. Why would it? Gilbert Why would Burns. It? Give Leon something to do since they're not going to put him in front of Usman either. No, Leon Edwards should fight Gilbert Burns. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you. I, I said for Wonder Boy. You said yes. No, I said no. Gilbert Burns. <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Shout out El Pedrino Tequila. Uh, <laughs> Gilbert Burns, Leon Edwards, absolutely. And then the winner gets Covington Usman? No. Well, the winner gets Kamaro when he beats Kobe Covington. Okay. <laughs> Are you either don't... of you picking Kobe over Kamaro? No, 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 no. Okay, no. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. no think so. The hatred for Kobe will fuel <laughs> Kamaro. <laughs> To a finish within within four rounds, for sure. 
beauty. Well, let's talk I about. I think we should talk about the main event. Yeah, I think we should. Because we have been going for over an hour. Yep. And Can we don't I... want to reach Hobbit level length. Is. <laughs> Oh, hey, it's the dragon. He guards the gold. What? Watch this one arrow fucking kill him. Spoilers <laughs> for The Hobbit, which came out in 1939. Um, can I... Wait, the, ho- the the dragon is allegory? No. Okay. <laughs> can I say... Okay, I'm going to do it. Say it. I'm a gigantic Conor McGregor fan, right? Aaron and I both picked him to be champion of the lightweight division uh mm-hmm. a, a few weeks back right here's the thing i think the very best version of conor mcgregor is a better fighter than dustin poirier the problem is dustin poirier is out there he eats sleeps breathes and dreams ufc and right now conor does and we knew that, right? Aaron and I in the Lost Tapes talked about Connor in the last fight talking about looking forward to a boxing match with fucking Manny Pacquiao, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? So I had a golf lesson today. Okay? I had an actual golf lesson. <laughs> and because I want to be a good golfer. And uh, I can really... I can, Do either of you golf? No. <laughs> I haven't in a long time. With the driver, I can... I'm a big guy. Right, you both have seen me in person, obviously. I can mm-hmm. rip the ball from the tee on the driver. Good, hand me a seven iron. Let's see how that goes. Right, not great. <laughs> and even then, put me on a driving range with guys who actually know how to swing. I can't do it because I have not golfed consistently for a very long time. In and that very long time is my entire life. Conor McGregor is not living, sleeping, dreaming being, living, eating, all those things. I know I repeated those. UFC. He's just not. Because he can't because he sold his his whiskey for $650 million to the people who own Jose Cuervo or whatever the fuck, right? So shout out Conor McGregor. I love his success outside of the octagon. I love what he's done for the sport. He's the, the biggest sport. He's the biggest star the sport has ever and probably will ever see because I think they're doing a, a fair job suppressing anything else because they don't want the fighter to have the leverage that Connor has had. I think if we had, if Connor had, if Connor said, you know what, for 36 months, this is a hypothetical situation, beating Dustin Poirier is my focus, and I'm going to have two fights before that. I think he beats him actually, probably, and doesn't have that much trouble with him because we saw in the first fight the way he pushed him around. We saw him push him around in the second fight. He damn near what? half rear naked half anaconda choked him in this fight and if he had landed that the entire narrative around him is different but he didn't because he isn't and there's no way he could be because his interests are being pulled in so many different directions he has made more money than he can ever spend in his entire life he can sell a celebrity boxing slash real boxing slash he can have a fight with tony he can fight nate again he could fight Jorge. Who cares? He can do those things, continue to make that money, continue to sell his whiskey. He can sell the roots of fight and the August McGregor clothes and and just make $2 billion. And I support it. I will continue to buy Conor McGregor merchandise and whiskey. 
But Dustin Poirier is a motherfucking killer. And if you're going to get into a cage with him, you you better be very, very sure that that's actually what you want. <laughs> and so the, the story John Kavanaugh has been spinning all week is that Connor may have fractured his leg in training and they did their best to sort of band-aid it and hope that he could get through the fight. I think that is fucking bullshit. One, it's either a bold-faced lie or <laughs> if that is the decision that a guy who's worth damn near a billion dollars made, then he has terrible advisors. Mm-hmm. Because if your leg is fractured, you cannot get into a UFC cage with Dustin Poirier. The three of us know it. And if the three of us know it, the people who actually run the UFC and coach these fighters, especially at Connor's level, must also know it. Whether he did or didn't have a fractured leg or a hairline fractured leg going into that fight, I don't know. On the video replay, it's very clear that his leg fractured when he kicked Dustin in the thigh, was made worse when he front kicked him nine milliseconds later. Mm-hmm. And then completely snap when he stepped back on it to, you know, throwing slash recovering from his punch. Yeah. All of that is to say this. I said that I took a golf lesson earlier for this reason. I can't take one golf lesson and then go play Tory Pines in San Diego. I can't take one golf lesson per year and then play golf once per year. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Dustin Poirier isn't doing that. Okay. I want the Conor McGregor because unfortunately Conor's fame has come after his fighting success, right? He had the Aldo knockout. That was great, but he has become mega crazy famous after he was destroying guys in a cage. And so people think, Oh, he's allowed. I was talking to my sister the other day. She's like, I don't like him because he never shuts up. And I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, He's actually like the very best version of him is an incredibly skilled fighter. And we're just not seeing it, which is a weird thing. Like, oh yeah, that, that pitcher is really good, except for all the home runs he's giving up. Like I'm not trying to defend what's going on, but right. You know, you, you have to be committed to a certain point. And it, to me, it seems clear that Connor isn't obviously none of what I've just said is, is breaking news. Everybody knows all of those mm-hmm. things. I'm I'm just repeating what I've heard, but when you put it all together, it makes sense, right? And but again, look, man, if that choke had landed, this is a very different show, right? And the, that wasn't gonna land on Poirier. Were you certain of that when he hooked yeah. it under his chin? No, you yeah. weren't. Bullshit. I, no, you weren't. I was sitting I, next to you. Oh come on! That's it's still like he wasn't gonna get trapped in that. I mean, you, you've got to be in a very, very bad spot or have very little experience with guillotines to get stuck in that. And, and Poirier is... You ever been guillotined? I, I don't have to when I know Poirier has been 15 times. And well, yeah, all so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll admit that I didn't realize Poirier's ground game was as strong as it was. I want to say this, yeah. Dustin Poirier, nothing but respect. I think... <laughs> think he is a nightmare for Charles Oliveira and maybe I'm underselling Charles I don't know I'd love to hear you guys thoughts I've I've rambled enough those are my thoughts on the Connor situation though (laughs) Ryan I want to know what you think Dustin Poirier is going to do with Charlie because that's what I'm curious about it's going to be a finish I mean respect to uh Mr. Olives uh the man with the most submissions in UFC history 
but Dustin has already proven, right, that he can at least try and keep it standing and be fairly successful trying to keep it standing. He has the much better boxing. He's, I think he's much more durable than Charles Oliveira as well. Mm-hmm. And if that's where he wants it to go, I honestly think he's probably the best lightweight in the UFC right now. Um, yeah, actual fighter, not potential, yeah, but actual yeah. fighter. He's the he's the best lightweight going right now. And hopefully later this year, we get to see him fight Charles Oliveira. Mm-hmm. I anticipate it to be a... Could uh, this be the big December pay-per-view? That would be awesome. I would be. I or, would be. Or even Hall- Or even Halloween time. Dustin didn't take a ton of damage. That's true. I, I would be. I would be all in for either of those scenarios. I think yeah, December makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. They could probably get another. Could they put another Adesanya? You know, title defense on that as well. You, you just put Stylebender as the undercard. I love. No, that. no, no, no. Nah. He wouldn't be the undercard. Or, or the but, the co-main. I love it. Yeah, uh, I love it. No, no, no. I'm here for it. But I who's, yeah, it. depending on who he's going to fight, right? Charles Oliveira. Darren Till. Darren, Darren Till, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Till coming off of, you know, not fighting in God knows how many months. Yeah, going to give him a title fight. shot. It's going to be Derek Bronson and walk right into it. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, I, I think I'm, I'm into it. I'm into that, 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 that fight. It feels like Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier will put an end to the Khabib Connor era of lightweight. Like all of that shit is gone at this point. Like, cause there was Khabib so, Connor. Like Khabib, there. Well, there was a war at the top of lightweight, looking at the rankings between Ferguson and Connor and Gaethje and Khabib. Mm-hmm. Like those, those four were like this is it. And then of course, Charles Olives comes up mm-hmm. and he's the first one in a, in a while to hold it since Khabib. Right. Or Dustin had the interim for a little while. So like, it just feels like all the problems that came along with trying to get Tony Khabib, having Khabib gone for half the year for Ramadan, like all of, and then waiting is Connor going to come back and fight Khabib again. Is that going to have like all that shit's gone. Like mm-hmm. Connor's not in the title picture really anymore. Khabib's no, gone, obviously. Not, not so I feel like lightweight now has some really, really clear contenders that are comparable to the other divisions. You know, there's some better pathways in lightweight now. There's not as much uh, noise well, in the air. Well, that so there. Down no, I'm Connor's sorry. not a winner. I guess yeah. I so say. I think there is the path for this, though. I think. Let's let's say Dustin gets Oliveira. Well, he's gonna fight him. Let's say he beats him, which I, I think it sounds like all three of us think he will. And then Poirier beats Gaethje and say Darius. I'm just pulling names off the ring. Sure, Michael Chandler doesn't matter. I think I think Dustin beats all of them. Uh-huh. Connor recovers from the leg injury. The narrative spins to Connor is locked in. Then come, I get. Let's call it May of next year. Connor fights Darius, or maybe he fights Tony, or maybe he fights Nate Diaz, beats them, whoever it is. Then we go into the big, even April, we go into the big July or October pay per view of 2022. It's Connor Poirier 4, 
because we all know the weird one because it was going to a second round and you know either one of those guys can turn the lights out with one swing of their fist so i could see that happening too yeah i could see that happening i would like to see conor mcgregor and rafael dos Anjos finish their business I, I think that that might be the fight to make sure i agree i mean just watching the embedded right there's a little heat there Mm-hmm. very you know uncreative in the insults they were hurling back and forth to each other but <laughs> nonetheless right <Connor's, laughs> his nonetheless riding through the streets of brazil and put them all to work or whatever was <laughs> there's he's never gonna top that no listen I, go ahead uh, i just i think that their animosity towards one another i love that dos Anjos made weight as backup uh, in case Poirier or or McGregor had to pull out, and I think he would have been a really interesting fight for either one of them. Like no matter what, probably more so for Connor because of the history there. Um, but I think that I think that's the fight to make uh, when Connor comes back. And you... okay, if 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 Rafael is still where he is in the rankings in the top ten. Sure. Which I, I don't see any reason why he's not. There's no. Well, yeah. There's yeah. So. There's some. There's some weird people <laughs> in the top. So here's the thing. Let's 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 go under the assumption that Connor's leg was fractured before the fight. Mm-hmm. How on earth does anyone connected to this fight justify the fight happening? <laughs> Dude, Someone got to get sued. Dude, here's the thing. I teach high school. I do jujitsu on Mondays and Thursdays. And I know that you can't get into a cage with Dustin Poirier with a broken leg. What the fuck? <laughs> are, are, what, what are we even talking about? If that, if that is the truth, which I don't believe it is, because Connor, if your leg is fractured, you're not going to kick Dustin Poirier's leg the way that he did, where it very clearly on video did fracture. So I don't buy it, right? Like the story with Anthony Joshua, Ryan, I don't know if you listened to this episode. Anthony Joshua, when he fought Andrew Ruiz the first time, the story was he had been knocked out in training about 12 days before and that it shook him. Obviously, he's a boxer, but nobody was there. There's no video. It kind of seems like that may have been true because if you look at some of the interviews with him and you look at the way Joshua's dad was yelling at Eddie Hearn, who's a fucking moron, but somehow promotes the biggest boxers on planet Earth. It, it will never escape me. Right. So it, it will, ne- it will never escape me. How is that for a line? It will never make sense to me how he has gotten that job. Right. So how on or you could justify that, but how on earth do you justify an MMA fight with a broken leg? Right. I don't what know. Are, what are we talking about? <laughs> I the don't UFC? Fit, it, I'm sorry, like but the UFC shit. will figure it out. It feels like horseshit. It feels it, it feels like it's not true. If they if they show up with an X-ray from before the fight that shows that he had something there, then then there's a bigger problem <laughs> than one we're even talking about now. Like yeah, that. it's a it's a very it's very tough. It's very tough for me. And Aaron, on the lost tapes, I asked you. If you thought that Connor had the type of coaching that could tell him he was wrong about something, do you remember? Mm-hmm. It didn't even occur to me in my wildest proper 12 infused dreams that 
he could be convinced to fight with a broken leg. What are <laughs> what are we talking about? It, it I'm sorry, I'm a I am I have been a Laker fan since the second I was born. And the Lakers best player had an injured groin in the playoffs this year. He didn't play. That was the right choice because they just gave him $200 million over the next five years. You preserve his groin. What are you doing? Letting him in a cage with a broken leg. I don't buy it. That's fucking stupid. I'm sorry, dude. I sprain my finger and I get a sub for the day. What are we even talking about? Uh, yep. We're calling bullshit. I agree. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree. There, it's it's convenient, right, that it comes out after the fact that there were leg fractures before the fight even began. It's uh, it's nonsensical. <laughs> Nonsense. Oh, UFC 264 was a breath of fresh air to experience with you guys. And um, it was consequential. I'm excited about the future for the UFC, that's for sure. Well, Um, I mean, dude, we've we've sung their praises many times and will continue to. And I mean, they're kind of winning right now, man. They're kind of winning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the upcoming UFC event that we have coming in uh, only a day or two on UFC on ESPN 26, Makachev versus Moises. In the the who's less excited for this card. (laughs) Hey, look, 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 look what I'm doing. Look, I'm raising my hand. I am fairly excited for this card, I have to say. Oh, please. I am for three reasons, and I will give you the three reasons. All the right. first is Jeremy Stevens. I like watching Jeremy Stevens fight. Okay. So I'm always into that. I am very welcome to the idea of Misha <laughs> Dude, return. This is professional fight number 60 for him. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm red. I'm am for Misha Tate. I'm very, yeah, you know what I am. She comes I back with. Yeah. Um, and Islam Makachev, like people call him like Khabib's protege, like he's no. the next Khabib. I went back and I watched the last several of his fights. Uh, and by last several, I will say it was eight. I watched his last eight fights. I watched his loss at UFC 192. Mm-hmm. And then I watched everything after that. I don't see him losing for a very long time. I really don't. Okay. So is he ranked right now? Yeah, he's uh, ranked ninth. Mm-hmm. So he beats Moises. I see. Tony Ferguson is fifth. That is that is fucking wild. The top four plus the champion right now is what matters in that division. So if Makachev wins, I would like to see him fight Chandler. Really? Yep. Or Gaethje. I want... See, so Justin Gaethje is the name in this division no one talks about. Um, He hasn't been out there very much. No, he sure hasn't. I don't... I don't know. I don't even know. 
this this 264 completely threw off my <laughs> my like equilibrium of what i thought the ufc was i dude i was i don't know whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> i want to know dom any other fights jumping out from this card that you are looking forward to though uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Misha Tate. Yeah. It reminds me of UFC 200. Man. Man, where Amanda Nunes and Misha Tate became the headliner mm-hmm. of the biggest card in like five years. And they fucking stole it. And, and Amanda Nunes has not lost. <laughs> Is still the champion. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. The only other thing I really wanted to get your thoughts on, Dom, mm-hmm. and Ryan, is this headline, which is Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. Two is official for five-round non-title main event at UFC 266. So I'm a Nick Diaz fan. I am a Diaz brother fan, so I just want to know what both of your thoughts is ours on Nick Diaz coming back and fighting Robbie Lawler. Go ahead. Uh, I think it's a great fight from 14 years ago. I think we talked about that earlier. Uh, <laughs> Nick Diaz, you know, it's a, it's a nice <laughs> it's a nice reintroduction to the UFC. Somebody who's definitely past their prime, but it's going to be an exciting fight. Uh, Diaz will push the pace, right? They're known for their cardio. Glad it's a five round fight as well. Uh, just to see how much we can get. I'm just concerned. Robbie Lawler didn't look great in his last couple of fights. Uh, what does he have left? He hasn't been very active. I'm stoked for it. You know, you get a Diaz brother, see what kind of shit talking he does leading up to the fight. No, Robbie Lawler hasn't been very vocal when it comes to shit talking. So it's probably going to be pretty one-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then what happens after that, right? I think the fight itself, if I if we played it out a hundred times, I think that's is uh 85 times is a Nick Diaz win, probably via decision on points, just wearing them out. But then does he fight again right afterwards? I mean, this guy hasn't fought in huh. how many years? Six. Six fucking years. I mean, ugh. over six. <laughs> yeah. So do we have a location for this? Uh, Apex. Oh, oh. What? What on on a numbered card? Mm-hmm. That doesn't. No, that that it, that be. doesn't sound right. It's probably going to be T-Mobile, or they don't have a place yet. Yeah, most likely. Um. And I would imagine these two. Well, these two are not going to headline something at T-Mobile, but. So 266, you would figure, is 265 is August, 266 is September? Yep. So hockey starts October. So it could be at T-Mobile? Do we have other It's September 25th. Okay. It's Alexander Volkanovsky, so it is the it's the Ultimate Fighter finale. Yeah, I'm, I guess. Oh, be. oh, so that's the headlining card. Oh, okay, be. that makes sense. Volkanovsky yep. Ortega, that makes sense. And then Shevchenko Murphy is also on that card. And oh, yes. oh, I like. Uh, that. 
like this card. This, this is a great card. Yeah. Look at that. Jorginho Rosenstrike versus Curtis Blades. That's a good one. R- real. Yeah. Tatiana Suarez. There she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yesaga Andrade. Manon Foireau is coming back. We were yeah. fans of her when she fought last. Oh, is that the yep. French kickboxer? Yeah. Yeah, she was good. That's it. That's a good car. And Marais Marab is going to be a good war. Yeah. I'm excited for September let's hope all, Let's hope all those fights go. There's no way that's at the Apex. Let's be real. If it, it could is, be, that's surprising. It could be a T-Mobile. It's most likely going to be a T-Mobile. That's yeah. two title fights and then Nick Diaz. I like Ortega. Yeah, you have to have, in that you have, to have a crowd if Diaz is in, is in a room. I mean, you just do. That's That's huge. So remember, Aaron, we talked about Robbie Lawler against fucking Jake Paul. So <laughs> I'd much rather see him fight Nick Diaz. And then I want to see either one of them fight Jake Paul. But um, And again, I'm documented. I'm a Jake Paul fan. But good. Put him in there with Robbie Lawler. You see what happens to him. Um, man, that 266 is a hell of a card. Yeah, it is. But we've got to wait a while I've, for that one. I've got Robbie in that fight. You've got Robbie in that fight, really? Yeah, I mean, Nick looks Nick looks fucking jacked on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I like Nick in that one. I think I think can, I like Nick. Can I can I just say, my wife the other morning, like two weeks ago, she wakes up, she goes, "We've been married ten years." She goes, I had a dream you were cheating on me. And I said, who was he? Because <laughs> all the time I'm like, man, that guy looks <laughs> Anyway, Nick Diaz looks real good. You know, he's not first team all body, but he's 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 in the neighborhood. Uh, some somebody I work with who believes in sort of the the all vegetable, no protein diet was like, well, there's a UFC fighter who's all vegan. I'm like, yeah, bullshit. But turns out it's both of the Diaz brothers. But and then and and I was so like, no, no, no. If it is, it's somebody who's not. And then I'm like, oh, it's the the two toughest guys who have ever lived. All right, well, I guess everything. I don't I really know. Wrong. What, I don't really know what to say. Everything I think is is wrong. But I think Robbie Lala gets this one. Huh. Interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to UFC 266 because we're going yeah, to have to make picks. It's going to be pretty neat. That. It is going to be pretty neat. Can I make uh, my Shevchenko Lauren Murphy pick right now? Yeah. I'm going to go <laughs> Shevchenko. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I'm leaning Shevchenko. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Based Just on, leaning? Yeah. Yeah. Sarcastic lean. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh well we only have one one order of business before we wrap up and that is to review the picks that nobody knows we made uh, um the lost tapes yep from the lost episode uh hey we both picked sean o'malley to win by ko uh so we got two points for that okay uh we both picked round one but it was in round three uh yeah. you did pick irene aldana to win uh mm-hmm. by ud uh, which she did not. She won by KO in the first round. So you got a so point there. One I, for me. I picked Yana, so I got zero. Uh, for two of us versus Hardy, you picked Ty by KO in round one. You got three points. 
and I picked Hardy, so I got Jack. No, shit. we we said two points. To be fair. Oh yeah, we did. We did. We did say it was only gonna be a two point shot. <laughs> we both picked Thompson, and we both picked Connor. Man, so we finished up the week with a possible f- uh, fourteen points each. You got six, and I got two. So okay. rough so draft, I'm... Kings. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we stand for the year then? Where do we stand for the year? You are at. 13 and i am at 10 okay i made some ground nice mm-hmm. so you are you are in the lead and we're gonna, i am we'll be picking ahead. again for ufc 265 i am really hoping to capitalize on your irrational derek lewis <laughs> i have no doubt in my mind that you'll be able to so <laughs> that seems logical anything also, no go ahead what were you going to say? I was going to say fuck the city of Houston. but <laughs> In particular, why? What did Houston do to you? Produce the Astros? I hate the Houston Astros. Okay. And here's the thing, Aaron. You're a Dodger fan. Yeah. They stole a World Series from you by cheating. Yeah, I know. And that's terrible. Mm-hmm. My team plays them upwards of 19 times a year, and I fucking hate it and do you know what i hate that Mm. they cheated won the world series this year there's it's unlikely that they're cheating because they're being watched so closely and they're still in first place and and you know what there's part of me who says hats off houston astros and there's part of me who says hey fuck you i wish that whole city would have drowned a few years ago when there were sharks swimming down your fucking freeway how about that that's probably a pretty good oh, close Oh, don't tear my jersey off. I have a bad tattoo my wife doesn't want anybody to see. It's not the buzzer that's telling me what fucking pitch is coming. the fuck out of here. Tell Mike Trout what pitch is coming. You see how that goes for you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we should start a baseball podcast. You don't want that. You don't want that smoke. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll believe you. Well, we should wrap it up, I think. It's uh, it's getting close to tomorrow here, and uh, and we all got work. I'm sure. <laughs> Summer break, baby. Uh, fuck you, man. Unemployment, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take us out? Do we have an outro that I'm gonna edit in? Trump 24. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Every fucking time. And you know what? You know it's coming and there's nothing about <laughs> it. Oh I, I'll say this. My mother-in-law was like, well, who do you think should be president? Because she's a rally goer. We know what that means. But whatever. Our current president wants to go door to door. Who cares? And I was like, well, here are some candidates I like. And I named some middle of the road people. She goes that I like that one. I'm not going to say who he should be Trump's vice president next time around. I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) No. Anyway, Dana White for president. Welcome to the pretty meat podcast, the MMA podcast that respects your distance.